Yo, what's up everybody? It's your boy A.L. Newton and you're tuned in to another episode of A New Perspective. So glad that you could find time in your week or started your week off with the old perspective. And I know that I missed uh, two weeks in a row. Used to think I was going to have a whole bunch of free time uh, switching from uh, uh, one profession to another. And it's like my calendar just finds more and more stuff. And so... Um, the one, the first miss, I really, it's when the whole, um, born of Donald Trump went down and all of it. And I really, it's what I wanted to talk about, but I wanted to make sure I had all of the details before I, um, spoke, uh, with a definite tone about a former president of the United States and the weekend after, um, <laughs> coached a quarter not even a full game because uh for our varsity team I'm, I'm in the box um so just for a quarter with our jv team and i lost my voice my voice between that and coaching and practice and uh i just didn't have a voice and so here we are tonight and uh have a list made out and show notes But um start here. Um, started the morning off with a very devastating, devastating call um, about some friends of mine, honestly. Um, some brothers of mine that in a car wreck. Um, two are on the road to recovery. One, um, one tragically passed away at the age of 28. And uh, the brother that passed away, his name is Javante. Um, I, I categorize it as he was the type of individual that I wish I was. Um, he He's the type of individual that uh, I really, if I could do my life over, that's who I'd be like. Uh, but, but a young... He, <laughs> young man that um, was always humble, always respectful, always a pleasure to be around. And I say humble and respectful not because I'm just so much older even though um, he and my sister are, are the same age and um, growing up, going to Knee Black here in Lake City, uh, there there was a core of teachers who were kind of young in the profession at the time who were coming up together that are still very, 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 very tight and their kids are tight and um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm the godfather of some of the grandkids, um, Uncle Newton, but so it, there, it's it's an interesting dynamic, um, but Javante was a stand-up, salt-of-the-earth person, a light for a lot of people never frowning um, was a competitor was was probably the kindest kind of competitor kind of had a little Tim Duncan to him in the way of which it was still professional even though it was it was intense Um, he leaves behind a enormous ginormous family um, which uh which I know are hurting. Like I, I've, I've, 
very, very rarely do I feel like at times uh, this county and this city unite on something, especially in the black community. And since 805, I've seen and felt nothing but love. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I've seen and felt nothing from love encountering with um, three, three young men whose family I've known um, forever so we continue to lift two in prayer and uh, extend our sincere hope and joy and love and peace to another family and friend sets it's, it's wild how fast life changes uh, we were all about uh, ten of us who talk every day and and if you know I was about to say if you're a man you get it but some women get it too when, when you have a fantasy football league and outside of us basically all growing up together in, in some capacity we've got a very competitive football league that turned 10 years old uh, this football season and so um, we were actually planning originally we were trying to set it up to go out of town it's the reason I'm not going to the Florida State LSU game um, because we, we were setting up something else. We were going to celebrate uh, 3FL turning 10 years old. And uh, it was like, oh, you know, we don't have to really go out of town. We're going go to go to Newt's house and, and Newton's going to cook. So um, <laughs> last night, Saturday night, I was actually up looking at prices on, on, on meat because I was expecting all the boys um, – over and uh yeah that won't that won't happen now and the thing not the thing a thing that I appreciate about probably 90% of the men that I am genuinely friends with they all invest back they all give back. I don't, I don't have a single male, said 90%, but it probably is 100. I can't think of a single male in my friend circle that doesn't serve somewhere in a volunteer capacity for a whole lot of hours or who doesn't spend a tremendous amount of time around kids trying to uh, be an example or try to be a person that people can lean on so I, I say that as a caveat of thinking of hey, or a segue from losing a great individual who was that person to realizing that most of my friends are those people to the amount of people that blame a lack of community and a lack of role models on the reason that we continuously see a rise in gun violence with um, as somebody who gives up now in a, in a completely different profession probably about 35% of their time uh, to spend time with um, children that have absolutely no connection with me, especially young men. Um, 
now that I've switched professions, I probably spend 80% of my time. The other 20% is probably paid or with my wife, but about 80% of my time trying to uh, influence uh, young people to, to do the right thing. Now, am I a perfect person? No. Am I a perfect role model? Probably not. Are there things that uh, I could never mentor on because I need a mentor over? Yes. But I know that uh, in my interactions with those individuals, they're pure and it's the most that I can give to even if it's saying, hey, what not to do? That I think that holds true for most of the men in my circle, especially my age frame. I'm really proud of that. So this new blaming on missing mentors or missing pieces blows my mind. I am alarmed at the rate of gun violence and gun love in Columbia County, Lake City. Um... And I say that, and I tell you all the time, one of my best friends owns a gun shop. I tell you to go shop there, uh, where I think every weapon in my house, except for one, has been purchased. But there's got, there has to be some other source of rage when it comes to our young men especially black young men resorting to gun violence and we could say it's always been there and, and I get before y'all come at me with the wokeness of white people commit crime I, I, I can't say that the way I want to say it but I'm speaking to those who look like me because in most instances that's who uh, who I interact with You don't pull a gun unless you plan on using it. You don't <laughs> need it in, unless you're trying to feed your family because you're killing an animal. Are you trying to defend your family who's trying to commit the worst of crimes? Um, was in conversation this week with, with somebody and they made the statement that um, losses is not what causes people to go pick up a gun embarrassment is what makes people go and pick up a gun because most of us know how to handle a loss but in the same instance most of us don't know how to be embarrassed how to handle embarrassment. We have got to get back to teaching people that there are standards and expectations, but there's also a way to lose gracefully. I think we keep sending this message to this next generation that either you're overly tough or you're overly the opposite of whatever toughness is when it comes to, to, to being masculine these days. 
I was uh, I was being nosy in my nephew's phone one time because I'm that kind of uncle. Um, I check social media platforms, inboxes, DMs. I wasn't me, um, not even for a violent part of it, but I think age 26 was when I finally stopped hoeing. So <laughs> I check everything because the hoe know how to hide what they want to hide. And looking to make sure one activity wasn't there. There was another activity of one young kid telling my young nephew to come meet him somewhere and bring his BB gun. Like, we have to teach there are other, not just teach, show and use that there are other conflict resolution methods. We have to show and teach that you can resolve it, even if resolve it, it means that I'm never going to be okay with it. And I'm terrified. I'm terrified. I'm I'm genuinely terrified at the number of of us who are are, are mesmerized by this. And and I I like them. I don't like them too much because when I was little, even a toy gun, my grandma would flip out. I never forget traveling with my grandparents and my grandpa would always go hide his gun. I would have to sit in the car until he was done hiding the gun. I I, I don't get it. Does it make us tougher? If, if, if I just pull it and point it, does that make me tougher? No. There are other ways to express that we're not okay. And and that's not solely on the square of mentors. Always blows my mind. Always blows my mind. If you know, you know, I, I haven't pastored in months now. I haven't, haven't, I've preached, but I have not pastored since um, April, maybe. And... So I, I can say this kind of free and clear. It frustrates me when we even blame religion and church because most churches are empty. Most most churches are quarter full. We holler about uh religion being out of school. Religion ain't even in our house. They took quote unquote taking God out of school. You can't take God out of something if God is omnipresent, but that's a whole nother theological conversation that I'm not on right now. That comes from the way we display. And parents, you know what's best for your child to an extent. You know what your child can be handle being exposed to never forget uh, the very first time I wanted to watch the movie Malcolm X starring Denzel Washington so bad I used to want to watch it and my mama wouldn't let me so you're not a, you, you're not old enough yet you're not old enough yet you need to understand one piece before you have all the pieces like I'm I'm thankful for that 
I, I believe if I'd have watched it younger, I still would have been as strong in my faith in as it was now. But I'd had a whole lot of questions that I probably wasn't ready for the answer for. And and this is what most of us do when we encounter somebody who's not ready for the answer to the question they're asking. We either pivot or we lie, creating for that person some sense of comfort in the lie that we told them because we weren't ready because we knew they weren't ready for the truth. So I even put them in a position to ask the question. That would be like me uh, teaching a lesson on running the slicer and I don't have, I've got one student who's old enough to operate it and then giving everybody a test on it knowing that they can't operate it. We have to have ownership and accountability and we have to get us, not just our children, because some of us middle-aged people, ooh, am I middle-aged? Oh, it just hit me. Some of us middle-aged people, I'm on 32, I'm middle-aged. Hey, somebody tell me that. Am I middle-aged? Because, hold on, I'm, that, just, that just threw me off just a little bit. There are some young adults. <laughs> hold on, I really am. Google what middle-aged is. Okay, I'm not middle-aged. Jesus, thank you, God. Oh, oh! I must have had a moment. I'm sorry. Live on air. I'm not middle age. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Mm. Okay, some of the people in the age demographic <laughs> that carries this podcast, we need this lesson too. We we need this. How to communicate it? conversation too we need to learn to listen without a reaction too and the more we shun off I don't know when we allowed feeling expression to be connected to sexuality I don't or gender But young men are telling us something. They're trying to say something. All the studies and all the statistics and all the the research that's done on how much adolescent males crave discipline. Discipline don't always mean you beating the hell out of them or always yelling at them but they understand the structure there there's consequences for the action that's what research tells us can't be too much can't can't be too little that's that's the the learning piece of yourself or the learning piece of parenting that I don't know. I really just wish um I really just wish there were more days in the world. But there aren't. 
And we have to cultivate a culture that is captivating and cultivating, cultivating. Who I use cultivating twice in that soliloquy. Towards being okay with being the good guy. I, I, I know the world needs bad guys. It's good to be. I'm a bad guy. I'm 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 a bad guy. But the world needs more just decent people. So that's the perspective today. Be decent. Inspire decent. Show decency. Be somebody else's light and teach them how to be a light. So that we don't run to the wrong places, confusing it as a source of the light. I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Peace.